Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of all right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my basement. Corby, thank you for the intro and the audio, which if you're listening, you probably heard. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this right out of the gate. This, I believe, in 88 episodes is maybe the most powerful, and we haven't even spoken yet as far as we did a little pregame warm-up here, but uh, as far as um, his story um anything else uh we've not spoken yet but i truly believe in my heart of hearts and based on what god has told me today this may be the most powerful episode i've ever done and i'm gonna go ahead and, i'm gonna go ahead and clear the deck right now for everybody there's probably going to be some tears uh, there's probably going to be some emotion uh gary and i were just talking we hope you laugh we hope you well, we don't hope but you might cry a little bit in this and you might think and if we've done that then all, all, all due respect to Jim Valvano, we've done our job today. Uh, we've shared the story. And so, man, I am so honored to introduce my guest, Mr. Gary Miracle. Um, let me just say it. So you've probably seen the video. If you haven't, please go Google Mercy Me, Say I Won't, and uh, hear Gary's story or see Gary's story. And if you, you know, like I say, if you haven't seen it, please go do that. Uh, maybe not until after the interview <laughs> don't leave right now please right. <laughs> let's let's hear the interview first but at the end of the interview i'm sure it'll be in my post I'll, I'll share it but at the end of the day um that's where i was introduced to gary and uh i am so looking forward to this interview and just this chance i'm blown away and honored uh beyond beyond words to be able to share some time with Mr. Gary Miracle. Gary, will you introduce yourself and just tell us a little about you and then we'll we'll really dig into your story, but please tell us about you, Gary. Yeah, man. Just thank you, Aaron. I mean, you're doing an amazing thing and 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 to hear you even say something like you've done 88 of these episodes. Man, just your heart behind diving into other people's lives and and giving other people a platform to share the good, the bad and the ugly is man life. Um, to to spend some time to to be real to you know just to take your mask off and lay it out there and and say this is what God's got for my life I hate it I love it I want it I don't want it whatever the case may be but and thank you for the opportunity but all that aside I am Gary Miracle um, man I I'm just thankful for this opportunity I am a recent as as you may have seen on the mercy me video or may yet to see on the mercy me video i am a, a one i just celebrated actually i'd say three weeks ago celebrated my one year anniversary of all four of my limbs being amputated um i hear my arms here and I'm not going to show you my legs it'd be weird i don't want to make you a lust or anything like that so uh but then I, I just celebrated my one year anniversary and, and we just got a lot I want to share. I want to share about my life before this happened. I want to share what happened. I want to share what God's doing in my life right now. And I want to encourage people and, and love on people and link arms with people who think that think that life is tough and think that things are hitting the fan that, man, yeah, you're right. It might be. 
but God's good. So that's my goal through this is to keep crisis center of attention in this very moment, give him all of the glory that he deserves because he doesn't make mistakes. And, and we're just here to talk about that. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. And again, there's, gosh, Gary, there's so many ways we can go today. My daughter got a flat tire last night and all of a sudden our world was, was on fire, right? Like it just was a big deal. And, um, it's not, uh, one of my favorite quotes is by John Mayer. Um, it we're in one of his songs where he says, you better take your so-called problems and put them in quotations. Um, <laughs> I try to remember that so much that my quote unquote problems, I better put them in quotations because, because life is real, real different for a lot of people. And just because I got to wear a mask in the gas station or my daughter got a flat last night, man, that's not a problem in a lot of people's world. So, man, let's just tee it up. Let me let me go ahead and get out of the way. Let Why don't you tell your story and let's start there. And then I'm sure we're going to have a lot to dig into after that. Right on, man. OK, well, my name's Gary again, 39 years old. I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Kelly. I have four incredible children. Um, we have three biological boys and one just gorgeous 17-year-old daughter. Uh, we adopted her from, from Columbia, South America. Um, she's the perfect, perfect completion to our family um, that God ordained from the day she was born down there. Um, but that's our family, man. We, we have lived, goodness, we've lived... My wife and I have been married coming up on 12 years and we've been at the end of the day, you know, we're all American family. Like everything is great. I had a great sales job. My wife, stay at home, mom, we got our kids. We're all invested in sports. I feel like we're at the soccer fields or football fields every night of the week and on the weekends. And, and that, that's been our life, you know, heavily involved in church, went through a, a two year pastoral program, uh, served in many ministries at the church and whatnot. And, you know, we, we, we finalized the adoption process. I'm sorry, my phone is falling down over here. So I'm going to turn that off. Um, unscripted, baby. That's unscripted. There it is. Right that's there. what we do. Uh, that's, that's, this, 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 is, this is real life happening right now. That's right. So 100%. Crazy. Yep. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we went through the adoption. Our daughter uh, was 13 years old when we started the adoption process. So we did not adopt a baby. Uh, wow. we, we adopted a teenager who was, who was you know, about to age out of the system in a couple of years. And you know, we just fell in love with her and, and knew she was supposed to be a miracle you know, in our family. Uh, so we did that. Um, shortly after we finalized the adoption and brought our daughter home, we became foster parents as well. You know, we just we just wanted to love on kids who, who some people didn't love. Um, so we had a, a child in our home for quite some time and we went through that season. About six months, maybe eight months after that, uh, it's about Christmas time, 2019. And here we go. Uh, it's about Christmas time, 2019. And, and I just got sick. Uh, and I got really sick. And I went to the emergency room. It was over Christmas break. So most doctor's offices and whatnot were, were not open, especially at the hours that I wasn't feeling sick. And, you know, at the end of the day, one thing led to another. My sickness just got worse and worse and worse. And in a matter of four days, I went from celebrating Christmas morning with my kids to, to, to four or five days later, I fell into septic shock. And, and I just got this infection fell into septic shock, I was airlifted. I live in Florida. I was airlifted from one hospital where I live 
to another hospital in Orlando, Florida. A couple hours after I got there in the ICU, I coded. I flatlined. I was I was lifeless for. Here we go, Aaron. I'm here, man. I'm here. Yep. Take your time. Lifeless for about seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes. Unbelievable. My wife was in the room. Said it was just like the movies. Some little 80-pound girl soaking wet jumped on top of me and just started pounding on my chest. Man. They escorted my wife out of the room. She left the ICU room while they were working on me and, and went into the waiting room and collapsed. And minutes later, the doctor came out. My wife was looking at him, and she just kept saying, don't say it. Mm. Don't say it. Don't say it. I don't want to hear it. Come on, dear. And the doctor got down and he, he told my wife, so we have a slight pulse. Wow. We knew right then and there, God wasn't done. But heaven came to fight for me in that moment. A slight pulse. I had a slight pulse. That's all God needed. So the slight pulse... They immediately put me into surgery, put me on a life support machine, a machine called the ECMO machine. I'd never heard of the machine uh, before that, but, but essentially, uh, super long story short, what the ECMO machine does is it is a machine, a life support machine designed for people who just recently had a heart transplant or a lung transplant. And what it does is it bypasses those two things. It keeps those two things running. So that everything else can figure itself out mm-hmm. you know, and, and what's going on. Most people who are on that machine are on for 24 to 48 hours until their heart or lungs kick in, their new heart and lungs kick in. And I was on it for 10 days. I was in a coma for 10 days. And man, if if you go, and, and, and I promise this is not a shameless plug, but if you go to GaryMiracle.com, there's a video where my wife is talking about what she does. Yeah, And what she did while I was in that coma and what she did was she wrote, there must've been 50 to a hundred index cards of scriptures that she just posted all over the hospital room, mm-hmm. pictures of me, pictures of the kids, pictures of my family. And she, she wanted to make sure that the nurses and the doctors knew who they were saving. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just another number. It wasn't just a body. But I was I was a husband and I was a dad and a brother and a son and, and these people saw that and they fought for my life for me when I couldn't and it was minute by minute man for ten days they just had no idea if I was going to wake up or not. Wow, Gary, so I, much I, I don't want to interrupt you. Um, you're killing me. First of all, uh, you and I talked before this. Um, this is the hard part, by the way. Once we get through this, we're good. Smooth sailing. I yeah. Know. Well, let's get through it because I, I, I and I, but I mean it's real and it's and that's what I want. So that's why I believed in my heart that this was um, going to be the most powerful uh, episode I've ever done um, because I'm a dad and I'm a husband and um, this is every one of us. Right. This, this is what, man, I'm, I, I can't, even, I don't have words. Um, yeah. But there was the, the irony is uh, you don't know each other. You didn't see my notes. I don't typically make notes because it is unscripted, but I did make a few. Yeah. And uh, there's a few things that uh, your wife said in the video, and I will have that link in this podcast. Um, <clears throat> there's a few things your wife said, and, and they told her, don't get your hopes up. This is a long shot. It's a Hail Mary. Yeah. 
Um, and then at one point she, she had to, uh, I believe call your children and That's... say he may, he may not make it. Um, goodness, Gary. Um, uh, she said, dad may not wake up. Um, golly, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one, Gary, but I, I look forward to the, to the, to the, to the point where we get to yeah. the end. Um, the other thing that she said was, um, um, nothing uh words and kelly was only one who could understand me when when you came out of it so let, let me let me jump ahead i'm sorry i jumped too far in my notes but let's get to that in a minute but but man there's so much that she said um whew, that was that was tough when he watched the video but it's there's so much glory in that and the fact that you and i are talking right now that's what anybody listening to this needs to hear is this is tough we're in the hard right now but but there's there's so much joy coming. So let, let me shut up and get out of the way. G Gary, keep telling your story. Yeah. yeah. So that that story picks up right where you just talked about. Um, I, I don't remember the day. I think it was around day seven ish of me being in the coma. That the hospital caseworker sat down with my wife and said, "I I think you need to call your kids." <laughs> That's just something no parent no. should ever ever have to go through. Yeah. And she did, she, she sat down with my kids and she let them know that there's a really big chance that dad might not wake up. Wow. Wow. And you know, my, my boys are young. My boys are six, eight, and 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay. <laughs> right. Um, and my daughter took a minute and she looked at my wife and she said, wait, is daddy going to die? Hmm. And Kelly said, I don't know, he might. Mm. And they had that conversation. Kelly made a choice at that moment to internalize this mm -hmm. or to go to Facebook. Mm. And she made a choice. She said, man, I'm going to get the world rallied around this right now. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to get the world rallied around this and, and, and we're going to get as many people as we can praying. And somehow on, on day 10, I opened my eyes. Um, wow. Kelly hates this part because the first person I remember seeing was my mom. When Kelly never left my side for 10 days, I see my mom's face. Yeah. <laughs> right. Moms are always there. Right. Uh, uh, but, you know, I woke up in, in, in the, the tricky part about, being on that machine on that life support machine for so long was in order to keep my core running in order to keep my my main orders my heart my lungs my kidneys everything going it had to suck all of the blood and circulation and everything out of my extremities and pump it into my core to keep that going and because i was on it so long my arms and legs just started dying they just became extremely necrotic and you know, that that's when the choice had to go, this infection could continue to grow. So we need to make a choice. Do we lose his limbs or do we lose his life? And, and my wife tells the story way better than I do, but she looked at the doctors and said, I'll take him however you can give him to me. And I can literally say I'm half the man I used to be sitting here right now. <laughs> uh, Gary, kill me. Um... The fact so, that you can have humor in that, but but I get it, man. Yeah. And that's where the journey I, you know, picks I think up. Any, you know? 
any one of our <laughs> wives would, would would make that and that's um shout out to our wives and shout out to your wife because i don't know her i've never met her uh but but man you got you have an incredible wife a powerful wife i've seen it in the videos uh a, a woman of of strength and courage and um whew, that's a but man to to that that's love right that's that's corinthians um through all things and the fact that she just wanted you here it doesn't matter golly gary um okay i'm sorry go ahead no you're good uh you know and then and then you know that that's that's when that's when he, we knew like the journey was going to start right then and there and, and god wasn't done with me i was awake again and and now we figured out um, i honestly don't remember too too much of my hospital stay um, i think i got the pretty good end of the deal to be honest with you you know my wife and family had to lay there and, and there's pictures just all over the place on, on the website and on these videos of, of me just laying in this coma and, and my dad rubbing my head and my mom rubbing my head and my friends praying and laying hands on me and pastors coming and anointing me with oil while I was in a coma and, uh, and just, people just didn't give up my village is strong strong wow. strong strong and um, you know I'm, I want to circle back to that here in a little bit talking yeah. about my village but you know, it's strong and the power of prayer is a very real thing. And, and PTSD is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that is what my wife and kids and family are suffering through right now. You know, I was, I was in a coma. I slept through the whole thing uh, and, and I was drugged. And I, mm-hmm. When I was awake, I was so drugged and out of it. I was on so much that, you know, I just don't remember that much of my hospital stay. And, and I think God's done that on purpose. Mm. Um, he is slowly, very slowly giving me pieces of my story and I'm getting flashbacks and, and all kinds of things. And it's, it's really great. Um, it took me a couple months after I got home from the hospital to look back and see pictures of myself that people took of me when all of this went down and and that was a very difficult moment, but man, I look at those pictures now and, and I don't see death. I see God's power. I see God's power that took me from a 240 pound, six foot two guy to now standing as tall as I can stall without prosthetics. I'm 180 pounds, four foot tall. Mm. And in the hospital stay, I got all the way down to 160, 160, 560 pounds. I was next to nothing. Wow. So many medications I couldn't eat. I had feeding tubes in me. And man, I was just flooded with tubes and popes and prods and all kinds of stuff you know it's all there but but thank god that stuff is there man like yeah something like this happened 50 years ago i'm out you're out you know right i'm out you know god god is god has given people some hearts to create things and invent things and and use medicine and, and doctors with with their hands that are able to just literally breathe life back into my lungs and CPR and, and, and use their hands to pound on my chest. And and we all have gifts and and I pray that we all find that gift and we use it because, and I don't care if your gift is cutting somebody's grass, you're blessing somebody and you're changing somebody's life by doing it. So yeah, and never, never never look down as, as to what, what gift God has given you. And again, I'm going to be all over the place. I'm way ahead of myself. I'm way behind. But again, (laughs) 
Hashtag unscripted, right? Here we go. Under, unscripted, man. That's what we do. That's what we do. So let me ask you, because you, you touched on this a few times. You don't remember anything from, so you remember getting sick around Christmas. And then, so all the time you were, and I apologize if, it, it, let, hang on, um, anyone listening to this for the first time, please understand there's an unscripted rule that is, if I ever ask a question that someone's not comfortable with, doesn't want to answer, can't answer, whatever it is, they say pass and we're good. That's, this is a pass-free zone. So um, let me ask the question, when you were in the state that you were in for those seven days, do you remember a thing? at all when i was in the coma or yes. leading up to the coma so so what, what well let me ask you this gary what what was your last memory and then what was your so your first memory was seeing your mom which thank god for that man i, I lost my mom and, and everybody on this podcast probably knows that i thank god for our moms and so um you know to see your mom first man that's pretty special and i love my wife but but to see your mom first but all right so your last what's yep. your last right, so memory my first and my last memory, my, my, my last memory that I have with just kind of spitball and without sitting here and truly pondering it. Sure. Um, the last memory that I have was in the emergency room um, when I was sick. I don't remember even what I was doing. I remember being in the waiting room, to be honest with you, like that. I, I vividly remember standing, leaning up, I believe, against the vending machine. <laughs> in the waiting room waiting to be seen and that's the last thing i remember until i saw my mom's face wow now with that being said this is tough and god's given me an incredible block here in my memory uh, not a block in my memory because i remember this he's given me a block in my emotions about this memory but while i was in the coma i had nightmares I had, I had very, very vivid nightmares. Um, not, not your everyday nightmare. I remember these nightmares lasting 24 hours long. Oh, and gosh. every single nightmare that I had, and I remember two of them very specifically, and the two that I had, both of them were the exact same thing in different places. I was trapped in the corner of somewhere screaming my head off, watching people look for me mm. outside mm. of this bubble that I was in. It was so dark and it was so scary that, I mean, I don't, I don't know what this unscripted podcast is rated, but I remember trying to commit suicide in my nightmares to get out of my nightmares. Wow. My goodness. I, I want it. They were dark. It was mm -hmm. a dark, dark, dark place to be. And, and I believe, I truly believe in that coma, it was God versus Satan in my life. And, wow. and that, that's what I think about. And, and the fact that I opened my eyes 10 days later proved to me that God won. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so that is kind of the memories that I have from being sick to being in the coma waking up and then waking up and, and and my true first memory where things really start kicking in for me i remember watching the super bowl in the hospital room um first weekend of february <laughs> who was in the super bowl was so that was I, I don't even remember that actually uh, you know amazing yeah so 
Yep, I remember that. And uh, and the reason I remember that is because not even five minutes after the Super Bowl ended was the very last true scare that I had for my life. My oxygen mm. tank. And they had to call an emergency team into my room after the Super Bowl. I must have been really upset about who lost. <laughs> <laughs> You don't remember who was in. But I don't remember. Who cares? I love football, but holy mess. Um, That's awesome. I don't don't remember that at all. Um, So, so that happened, and and now here's where the story kind of kicks in, right? Here's here's where here's where I believe. Like, shout out. Talk about unscripted. He's gonna be a good part of the story, right? Unscripted. Um, So, yes. I'm going to introduce you to my beautiful wife. This is there Kelly. There she is. I, and I, I, I emailed you, Gary. I said, hey, Kelly's welcome to come on. Kelly, you're killing me in the videos. Can I just tell you that right now? Like uh, I, all, all my notes, if, if y'all could see my notes, which people watching on YouTube can see my notes. I, all my notes are you um, in, in your narrative of this story. And so uh, we, we talked about you. You'll have to go back and listen to it. Plug uh, for, <laughs> for the podcast. You'll have to go back and listen to it. But we talked about you a minute ago and uh, we're thankful for our brides. And I know Gary's very thankful for his. And uh, even though he saw his mom, first thing, <laughs> sorry, Gary, <laughs> love you, brother. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we're, we're honestly, Kelly, your strength um, uh is amazing uh to me and and um your strength in the videos your strength in telling this story and at the end of the day i I mean i have kids too and your strength in um keeping your family going uh is is uh I, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't have a word for it, but thank you. Um, I, I know I don't know you all. I've never been to your house or anything like that yet, but, but <laughs> um, um, I'm speechless for how you kept your family going, Kelly. Thank, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's a mom superpower and, and God gives us strength to do hard things. And, you know, well, what choice did I have? I wasn't about to, to just give up and, Mm-hmm. you know so well i think your words got both of us here a minute ago we've already said we're gonna cry we're gonna laugh we're gonna hopefully inspire somebody on this entire episode and uh uh your words to the doctor uh i think got both of us here a minute ago so um yeah. you know that's that's just strength kelly and and you have you have my ultimate respect you both do thank obviously you. thank you, you so much absolutely i look forward to meeting you all in person someday so I'm going to um, maintain my sanity by going to dinner with my friends. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Time, but I wanted to say hi. Hey, nice thanks for you. dropping in the unscripted <laughs> podcast. And that's what I love about unscripted. It is unscripted. So thank you yeah. for dropping in. We'll have you all, we'll have you both back sometime soon to, uh, to do a full, full episode with both of you. Awesome. Right all right. All right. So Gary's still here. Just so you know, <laughs> yep. nobody logs off. Gary's still here with me. Uh, <laughs> so man, what an honor to meet, to meet your bride. What an absolute honor to meet your bride because, uh, w- you know, what would be without our brides and I'm about to get all choked up again. So Gary, keep going with your story. Cause I think we're getting ready to turn a corner. That's going to be real positive for us. Yeah, here we go, man. This is, all this right. is where, this is where my, what I believe my God story kicks in, right? Let's do it. Man, at the end of the day, there was a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. You know, lose my life, lose my limbs. Kelly made that choice for me. We had to make the decision 
to take my lens away. There was nothing we could do about that right. at the end mm -hmm. of the day. And, and I, I promise you this, I promise you, I am not in any way, shape or form, some mega power, super Christian, going to give you all these Christianese, man, this is so blah, 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 five right. points here, three points here. But I very vividly remember um, Kelly sitting down with me and letting me know that they had to do these amputations. And, and the very first thought that I had was that verse in Job chapter one. I said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. God's given me so much over the first 38 and a half, 39 years of my life. And right now it's taken away time. You know, he tells us the Lord gives and the Lord takes. Mm -hmm. And you can take that verse however you want. In my life right now, I'm taking it pretty stinking literal because he literally took my hands and my legs. But like you just said, the end of that verse is, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And that's the line in the sand. You can choose to, to, to believe that that's true. And you can choose to trust that. Or you can choose to say, forget it. I'm pissed. I'm not listening to that. That's not true to me. I have a diffuser going. You can, this is it's German all Shepherd stink, all right? You're going to meet my German Shepherd in a minute. They're kind of smelling. <laughs> I want to see him. <laughs> I got us. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. So, you know, uh, what the doctors did allow me to do by the grace of God alone and through the power of prayer of people all around the world, had they done the amputations right then and there in my life in January when I came out of the coma, both of my arms would have been above my elbow. And both of my legs would have been above my knees, wow. which, which would have drastically changed the quality of my life. For sure. Possibly never being able to use any prosthetics, never being able to walk again, any of that. The doctors knew that, you know, it just couldn't get worse, right? <laughs> like, can't die twice. <laughs> so, uh, so the humor is amazing. So, man, man, they just let it roll. And, you know, we prayed and, and people would still, people would come every day. My family and my friends, one of my best friends, Jason and, and my best friend, Joe, they would come every single day and they would massage my dead arms and my dead eggs. They would just rub them for hours and hours. They would just rub them and massage them and work them out. And, you know, so much so that I went into the amputations for my legs. I woke up in the recovery room and it took me about 30 seconds, which felt like 30 days to look down to see if I had my knees or not. <laughs> it was that 50, 50 going into my surgeries, whether or not I was going to keep my elbows and keep my knees. Um, my right leg was still a little tricky. Um, they actually had to do the amputation and, and it was so 50, 50 that they could not close the wound. They couldn't close the flap. And it was a couple options. One, it's not going to close. It's going to get infected and we're going to have to get back in there and go above the knee or, man, we can treat this thing like a baby and, and give it a little TLC and, and, and cross our fingers and hope it closes and, and go from there and and it did closed wow two weeks later it opened 
and I got a staph infection and MRSA infection in that open wound. And I had to go back to the hospital for another five days. They put me on antibiotics. My entire, bo- my entire body was so antibiotic resistant that it was very difficult to take. And I had an incredible infectious disease doctor who had, I think, I think it was something crazy, like a one in 12 shot of choosing an antibiotic that might work for me. And he nailed it. Um, again, another piece of the puzzle that God was just putting together, but he nailed it. Five days later, the wound closed, healed, discharged from the hospital after 107 days total. A hundred. And just, just so people make sure I hear everyone hears this. 107 days. That's, that's a third of a year of our lives you spent in the hospital. I think I celebrated, I believe it was July 24th or July 27th or something like that was the day of 2020 that I was finally home more days than I was in the hospital in 2020. What, what day did you get out of the hospital? Do you remember? Uh, and I'm sorry. I, got, so I was discharged from the hospital April 1st. Right around COVID, right? It, it, oh, I came home to ghost town. You came home to COVID, right? Yeah, because you went in New Year's Eve and, and you came out to COVID. Yep. And, wow. and, you know, it's not like there's good cable television in the hospital room. So, I mean, I didn't know the, the where it was at. Um, speaking of, if you ever go to the hospital, take a Roku with you. Change your life. <laughs> Put it back on TV, change your life. Dude, I can give you a care package right now of things you wouldn't even think you needed in the hospital, but I got you. All right. Call me. In the hospital. <laughs> I got, I got you. you. All right. I'll do home to COVID. I got discharged April 1st, came home to COVID. I had to go back to the hospital um, two more times for five days each. So a total of 107 days um, in the hospital. So essentially 97 days up front and then two stents of five days um, after that. Um, I was in the hospital for the last time, Mother's Day weekend last year, um, which is why I said we just kind of celebrated our one year anniversary of of all of this kind of getting behind us. Uh, But I came home and at that point it was figuring out your new normal, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It was figuring out how to be a dad four kids with no limbs and figuring out how to how to love your life how to love your wife well without being able to hold her hand or, or do things like that and now it's it took its toll on me you know not to say i got it all together now i was in the fetal position for four hours two nights ago hyperventilating crying and just life, life's tough and that's okay it man i'm not trying to pretend like this yeah. is great i'm not trying to pretend like God's plan is perfect for me and I love it and man, whatever. Sometimes listen, if God doesn't have something for me on the other side of this, I'm going to blows with him when I get up there. Him and I are gonna have it out. He's probably gonna win. I get that. I understand. I'm gonna give him all I got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, uh, but, you know, Gary, Gary, I, I love that. Uh what well, hang on. Yeah. Hopefully anybody listens. When I say I love that, what I love is your honesty. 
Okay, because I think I think in Christianity, um, I, I was just talking to somebody today because somebody asked me to review a Christian film, and I said, okay, just because it's a Christian film doesn't mean it should be bad. <laughs> like, just because right. we say it's Christian, right? Because at the end of the day, that doesn't always end perfect. And now I'm on a separate rant because you know Christian films always end perfect, and everybody, you know, man, it doesn't always end that way, right? Like life, that's not life. And and what I would rather see in a Christian film is it it be real. So. Separate rant, but at the point, my point to is what you're just saying is, I think Christianity is honest and it's it's true in that we struggle, um, just because. We're, and I think people on the outside that are not believers um, will will um, have more respect for us if we are real and say, "Man, I struggle with the same things that you do. I struggle with addictions. I struggle with pain. I struggle with mental health, mental wellness." All those things I struggle with them too. The difference is my hope lies somewhere else, and and I so, think that's what I'm hearing from you. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Man, you're teeing me up perfect here. This is okay. this is my this is I'm looking at your listeners right now, man. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what, exactly what you just said. We all have struggles. Yeah, every single one of us have struggles. And I know you listening right now, you have a struggle. And if you don't, get ready because it's coming. It's coming. But we, we all have struggles. Where I'm at in my life right now today, my struggles just happen to be more visible than yours. Mm. You can see my struggles. Right. You can see that it's tough for me to pick up a cup and take a drink like this. You can see me struggle. You can see me struggle to eat. You can see me struggle to put a shirt on. But what happens when good people see someone struggling? We step up. I can't tell you how many people every single day of my life ask me, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? Can I open that straw for you? Can I pick that up for you? People who see my struggles step into my life and serve me. Mm. The scariest, scariest, scariest struggles in the world are the ones you can't see yeah. because Christians are so freaking good at hiding and putting a mask on. And guys, I don't know if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or an eating disorder or finances or marriage issues. I don't know what your struggling is, but this is my plea to you. My plea, my beg, I pray, I pray right now, God, that, you have the weight of the world on your shoulders right now. And I pray that you can't even fall asleep tonight until you pick up the phone, call someone, get brave, risk it. Tell somebody what you're struggling with. I promise you they'll help you. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to make fun of you. If you think they are, call me. I won't. I won't judge you. I won't make fun of you. Man, I just want to link arms with as many people out there as possible and figure out what your unseen struggles are. And let's do this. Sin finds its power when it's hidden. And if your sins are hidden, if your struggles are hidden, Satan's got you by the ankles and he has power on you. And all you got to do is say, I'm struggling in my marriage. Boom. Satan just let go. He knows he can't attack where two or more gather. And I just, I pray so hard. Don't let your unseen struggles be your identity and define who you are and define how you live. And 
I'm trying my hardest. I still have unseen struggles too. I do. I have unseen struggles being a dad, man. I struggle being, nobody wrote me a book telling me how to be a dad of, of three boys and an adopted daughter that came from a life of trauma. I don't know what I'm doing. That's all I got to say about that. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, you know, they don't come with an instruction, man. Um, right. And, uh, oof, goodness, anybody on the audio, you probably don't know, but I'm, I'm struggling to keep it together. Um, cause Gary's over here just dropping wisdom. Um, uh, man, this is, this is why I knew it. I knew it. I felt it in my heart all day today. Um, I felt it in my heart from the time you replied to my email that this was going to be the <clears throat> most difficult and yet most powerful episode I've ever done, Gary. And, uh, a few things I want y'all to know. Um, we prayed before we even did this. Um, just so y'all know, cause, cause there's always a little pregame, you know, before we, before we click record on, on the old zoom and, um, Gary asked if we could pray. Um, that's the first time for me. Um, you know, this, this Gary's not coming on here to just, uh, tell a story. Gary really believes in his heart that, um, this, this is powerful. It, it, Gary believed it before I did, and I think we're linked uh, in terms of our hearts in as far as what today's episode could be. And um, I swear, I, I you know, I don't just say it lightly. I really believe that this is the most powerful episode I've ever done. Um, and I didn't. I don't have a thing to do with it, man. It's not my story. I'm just clicking record. Um, but man, I'm 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 very thankful for you. Um, Gosh, it, your wife, I have so many notes over here and they're a train wreck like I am. And that's why it's yeah. misprivileged. But I, one of the notes that you said, and I want to go back to that. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish your bride was still on because um, she put post-it notes up all over your room um, when you were in your coma and when you were um, struggling and fighting and battling to uh, to get back to us. Um, your bride put post-it notes all over the room which is verses and scriptures. And, and uh, man, again, I wish she was still on and, and I hope she'll see this someday because uh, man, we're, we're blessed to have our brides and uh, we're blessed to have people that believe in us. And um, you know, I think that all that matter, everything mattered, your friends that came and spent time with you that mattered. Um, we, we, we live in, we, sh we need a, I think you touched on it. So I want to go to it in a second, but you said we we have a um, a tribe. We have a village. We have people around us. It takes a village to raise us to uh, to support us to battle for us. And it sounds like you had an incredible village. And and I'll let you know, man. Even if I'm on the outside of the fence, I'm in your village, man. I'm 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 cheering you on um, every day. And I know we're friends now on Facebook, which social media, yeah. whatever. But but man, I'm cheering you on. And I want to talk about something else in a few minutes too about something yeah. I saw on Facebook, which is awesome. So let's get to the let's get to. So we turn the corner, man. You you're home. You're home. You're getting ready. And uh, what's life like now for you, man? Life right now, uh, I I would say. Since August, I have gone through the, the, the journey of getting prosthetics. Yes. Um, so I now have arms and legs again. I'm still working through kinks. I'm still working through physical therapy and strength and, and, and all of that. Um, but it's there, you know, I, I have arms and legs and, and you know, I, I, I talk to my kids often. 
very often when I go places with them and they, and I, and I always want to honor my kids mm-hmm. and I always want to protect my kids. And, and I ask them and I ask them to be real with me. And, and I remember vividly asking my son who was head of the soccer practice shortly after I got home, like, man, you mind if I go and watch, never missed a soccer. I've coached his soccer teams for five years and his football teams. And I asked him, I was like, I, I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want, you to get made fun of because of the way dad looks man my kids are so blind to this and they love me unconditionally and they straight up a 10 year old son tells me all the time he does not care about the way that i look and my 10 year old son said he's going to be a doctor one day to save someone's life, just like a doctor saved mine. And to know that my son still today has his hands and feet, and he wants to use his hands and feet for the people that don't have hands and feet. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Kids get me. My kids are the ones that get me. My son is wanting to dedicate his life to do for people what he saw people do for dad. Man, my kids just love me and it's great. So what, so where I'm at now, I'm sorry. No, man. Hey, Hey, we're unscripted. And, uh, the grace that our kids give us, uh, it's It's amazing. amazing, man. God, God gives them unbelievable, um, blinders um to our struggles to our uh challenges um you know i i think i think as parents we um we want so badly you know to be to be perfect and as you said man there's no manual but we want so badly to raise our kids and 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 um not have a blemish or or anything on our our record you know as parents uh but man our kids have blinders because they just love us man they they um they have a love that that we could probably learn a lot from when it comes to our um, comes to us as as, as parents. I'm sorry. Uh, go I'm ahead, good. man. So, well, this is where I'm at right now. I, uh, I I got my prosthetics. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm literally sitting in my wheelchair right now. And six months ago, I still was the head coach of my son's flag football team from a wheelchair. And tomorrow night, tomorrow night is our last soccer game because I was the head coach of my son's soccer season over the past eight weeks. That's awesome. Say I won't, right? Say I won't. Hey, say I won't. That's where I'm at, man. I promise. I promise my kids. My kids, as of right now, they are registered and signed up for their first tackle football season in August. And my goal, and I'm going to fight, and I promise you I'm going to do this, say I won't do it, and I'll prove you wrong, but I'm going to be out on the football field with no walker, no wheelchair, and I'm going to be running with my kids in August. <sighs> Give me four months, and I'm, and I'm down. I'm back. I'm back. That's, I'm, fighting, I'm fighting tooth and nail for that, and nothing's going to stand in my way of accomplishing that goal. Between my fight and my village, like, it, it's just it's got to happen. I'm expecting, I'm trusting that Christ is going to, just redeem the situation and, and I'm going to walk out on that football field and he's going to get his glory for it. And not, not the kids cheering me on, but God's going to get his glory for, 
for saving my life and, and giving me purpose and giving me something on the other side of this. And man, if I can just say, I don't know where we're at on time here. Uh, I, I, unless you care, Gary, I really don't care. Right, <laughs> this, right this, it's not about that, man. It's this is about your message today. We got plenty of time. I'm I got I got all night. I'm here for you. So I want to introduce you to somebody, and then okay. I want to I want to tell you two things, and then okay. maybe we can kind of start wrapping it up from there. Hundred uh, percent. But I was on the ECMO machine for ten days, and I want to give a huge shout out. When I got home from the hospital, I started looking into opportunities to get a service dog to help me out. One of my biggest struggles right now is my wife is having to work a little bit because I can't. My kids are at school full time. If I drop something on the floor, I stare at it until four o'clock when somebody gets home to pick it up for me. I can't do anything about it. I looked into service dogs, four different companies I looked into. All four of those companies, it's $30,000 plus to get a service dog. Goodness, Gary. As if life isn't hard enough, <laughs> right? Right. Obviously, that's not feasible. It was not feasible for me. It, it may be for some people, and, and God bless you. And, and, and I hope, <clears throat> I hope that that helps. But um, there is another saint of a woman out there. Her name is Tina, um, and I don't have her permission to give her last name, so I don't want to just put that out there. But her name's Tina, um, and she owns a company called Mainstream Training. And she reached out to me after seeing the Mercy Me video and asked if I would be um, in need of a service dog. And I said, yes. She asked me if I was a veteran, which many people do. Um, I, I kind of fit the part, which not to take away from veterans, but I get a lot of my meals paid for at restaurants because people think I'm a veteran. <laughs> Feel bad laughing, but I know, right? I feel bad accepting it, but it's anonymous. I don't know who did it. I wish they wouldn't, but I'm saving a lot of money, so bless you, people. But I was not in the service. I just got sick. Hey, you um, earned it, man. Hey, hey, you know, right, right, on. Uh, right on. So, so she reached out, asked if I was a veteran because she she trains and and provides service dogs for veterans. And she just heard my story, and she said, you know, I don't want to take away from veterans, so I'm not going to run this through the company. But my husband and I want to get a dog for you and train it and, and donate it to you for free. Wow. Um, and she found the most beautiful, all black, two-year-old German shepherd straight from Germany. She emailed me and said, I got him. What do you want to name him? I instantly said ECMO. And wow. I was on the ECMO machine for 10 days and saved my life. And now... I have, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but come on. Let's look. Let, let's see. If you're watching on video, you can see him. If uh, not, if you're here, listening on audio, uh, we just got to, man, uh, if you're if you're listening, to this, uh, we're seeing ECMO uh, right here on the video, and, and he's Here's beautiful. He's beautiful, man. <clears throat> so huge well, shout out to Tina at Mainstream Training. This dog, man, he's a companion for me when I'm home alone. I could drop something right now and within two seconds it's back in my lap he went in my closet the other day and got me a t-shirt and brought it to me so i could change clothes wow man he he's a he's a balanced dog i was on the floor the other day and i was able to put my arms on him and lift myself up and put myself back up on the couch you know this 
this life support is here for me right now, just like the ECMO machine was. So I got this beautiful ECMO here and he's incredible. So huge shout out to Tina. Tina, I love you so much. Thank you for everything you do for me and veterans um, all across this country. That's awesome. And then Man. two things, and I don't know if you have other stuff we can kind of. I do. I got, I got a few announcements here. <laughs> all right, let's go don't, to your stuff. Anybody first. listening? Don't stuff. don't don't click off yet because I got a couple announcements to make at the end. But you you finish you. Let, let's go. okay. <laughs> all right, two things. One thing, guys. I, I want to just encourage your listeners. You know, I talked about struggles, right? I talked about risking it. I talked about being brave. I, I talked about finding someone in your life that you can be real with. That you can pull your mask off and say, "This is me." and link arms with them and love them. But I also just want to encourage every single person and, and mainly talking to myself right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that God tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and our God does not make mistakes. Okay. What happened to me? God didn't make a mistake. God loves you exactly the way you are mm. society tells us that we're not pretty enough that we're not tall enough that we're not skinny enough that we're not fast enough that we're not filling the blank god didn't mess up on you and somebody out there has to hear that right now somebody out there needs to hear that you are enough you are more than enough in in the eyes of christ and you are perfect and you are holy, and you are righteous, and you are redeemed, and you are God's perfect child that he knit together. Yeah. To me, he's still knitting me together. Well, he's actually unknitting me together. <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's undoing me a little bit, but oh, he's God. making me. He's not done with me yet, man. Right. And I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get arms and legs, and I'm going to be running. I'm going to be fine. So be thankful for who you are. Be thankful for what you look like, regardless of what society tells you you should look like. And the next thing is just never, ever, going back to Jimmy Jimmy V, right? Never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. God does things on purpose. I had a line in the sand. I got home from the hospital and I could have fell into depression. I could have fell into anxiety. I could have let my kids go. I could have walked away, not really, literally, but I could have left. I got to drop them every now and then. I got to killing me. I got to. Um, but and I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was in the hospital, when when I got out of the hospital, I was a part of four, five, six different amputee Facebook groups on Facebook. I had to leave every single one of them. I had to because these people are not choosing life. Mm. They are not choosing life. And, and, and at that time, man, I had my own crosses that I was carrying through this journey. And I just I couldn't bear to read other people giving up because misery loves company, right? And I found myself like, man, you're right. This does suck. Man, you're right. right. I don't want to do this. I don't want right. to do that. Right. But man, never give up. Mm. God, God, God's very intentional about what he does. Be thankful, and, and somebody out there just needs to hear you. Women out there, you need to hear that you're beautiful, beautiful, exactly yes. the way that you are. Right? Don't change a thing about you. You're gorgeous. You men out there, you're not beautiful. You're the man. All right. You're the you're the you're the man. You're the dude. Right? You're the dude. Tell yourself that. Look at yourself in the mirror. 
Yeah. Knock yourself across the face. You are the man. <laughs> Women, you're beautiful. Men, you're the man. Come on. Man, this world has a lot of messed up stuff, right? But there's still so many good people with so many good intentions. Be one of those people. I'm begging you. Yeah. Be one of those people, man. And that, that's just what I want to leave y'all with. That's what I want to encourage you with. And Man, I don't know what you got, Aaron, but please, GaryMiracle.com, there's a huge email button. I would love to hear your story. Please don't tell me that you get what I'm going through because you stubbed your toe last week like somebody else has done. I will still love you, but I promise you don't get it. All right. All right. So let me, Gary, because I, I got one more thing I want to ask you. And, and we got, time. hopefully you got time. I got, I got a little bit Man, of time. I'm good. Okay, yep. cool. All right. So uh, a few things, and I got notes all over the place, as, as I've all said right. a few times. Number one, I came from Cleveland, and, and anybody that knows me knows I came from Cleveland, and Cleveland's got a different attitude. Uh, we, we may not be rocks, rocks, right? What's Cleveland that? Rocks. Cleveland rocks and 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 thank God for LeBron because he ended the the uh, the curse. But but you know all of us from Cleveland got a little chip on our shoulder, and um, yeah. until I heard the words "say I won't," that's that's the chip that sits on my shoulder is "say I won't." And you probably even hear a little Cleveland in my attitude right now. But man, I so I want to tell you um, when I when I heard "say I won't." That's me, man. I, I I guess I've always had this little internal thing, and my family knows when I say I'm about to go two one six on somebody, they know get out of the way because because <laughs> right on. It, it's it's say I won't. So uh, so that's number one. Number two, my daughter's uh, week uh, birthday is this weekend, and she's she's wanting to get a tattoo. She's about to head off to college, and uh, she's wanting to get her first tattoo. And and I got a few myself, and so I told her I'd go with her. And I'm gonna give you one guess what I'm gonna get on that tattoo. I was hoping I'd have it done by the podcast, but I guess oh. Man, say I won't, Gary. Say I won't. Um, that's my next tattoo. Is is say I won't. I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like. Maybe you can help me design it because that would be even cooler. Is maybe even if it was in your handwriting. There you Dude. go. That's what I'm going to do, hey. man. Hey, we'll we'll, we'll connect listen, offline. Write I'll down do say too. I won't. I'll do it too. There you go. What I, you know, I, I want. I want say I won't. Um, I want yeah, that. I want that. Uh, anyway, uh, and and. Um, a couple of things for you. One, I just reached out to my partner who's running a store right now. It's a very limited store. Um, I, I'm blessed to uh, to have people wear my crazy logo and whatever, man. But I, again, that's one of those God things is that people would wear one of my little headset and unscripted. Yeah. But I'm going to extend my store a week. Uh, it was supposed to end here in the next uh, couple of days. I just reached out to him before we jumped on. I'm going to extend my store a week and every penny I get from my store is going to go to you guys as your family. It could be two bucks, man. I'm not going to like, let's not get crazy. It's not going to be a million dollars, but man, every penny I make from my store this time, I want, I want it to go to, to you and your family because I believe in you and I knew this was going to be powerful and I'm so thankful for your time. So that doesn't mean a lot because it's not going to be a lot of money. I'll tell you that right now. But, but just know that anybody that purchases a shirt from with my logo is going to be for you. Um, so that was my first announcement. My second one is I talked to my friends at Phoenix Bats uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. They make wooden bats and we want to make a bat that has, says, say I won't on it um, for you. And um, so that will be coming your way. I'm going to get your address offline. Um, and my friends at Phoenix Bat, because we want we want to make a visual representation for you uh, to to hang on your wall that just says "Say I won't," and just keep that that same attitude and that drive for you that that Mercy Me has created for you. So I wanted you to know that too. Those are the the two things. Um, 
my store and uh, my friends at Phoenix Bats, um, local company, but a national product that's going to make a bat for you that says, say, I won't. So that's um, unbelievable, man. Those are coming your way. Now, those are nothing compared to, and that's the last thing I wanted to ask you about. Let's talk Mercy Me for just a minute, because that's obviously how people know you. Um, What did it mean? How did all that happen um, with Mercy Me? Sure. Um, So I will make this a super long, long story long. Um, Way back in the year 2000, (laughs) Y2K, right? Right. Um, I had the opportunity to get to know those guys um, through a series of events, through a job that I had prior to that. I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time, and that's where they were uh, kind of headquartered. Um, Just got to know those guys. Uh, I worked for a student ministry. They were the band for the student ministry. So every time the student ministry did an event, they were the band. So I just got to know them over time. Um, The student ministry kind of handed the baton off to a different ministry, and, and I decided to step away and I, I vividly remember, I, I, I doubt Bart, the lead singer, even remembers this, but I was at Walmart one day and my, my cell phone rang and I picked it up and it was Bart and asked me if I would be willing to hit the road and be their merch guy and, and sell their, their merchandise at their concerts. Um, so, sure, I just stopped the job. Um, so I hit the road with them, just became incredible friends with the guys, just became part of their family and that Mercy Me family. And, um, They'll tell you that I was a horrible merch guy. <laughs> they said that on national television, those guys. Did. I saw that. Yeah. If I had hands, I'd punch them in the throat, but I don't. But no, I love the guys. You know, the, the drummer and the bassist, they were in our wedding. The bassist sang at our Kelly and I's wedding. Just wow. incredible friends of mine. Uh, Bart is an incredible mentor of mine. About five years ago, he and I had probably one of the longest text threads I've ever had with anybody as we were just together struggling through what, what our identity in Christ looked like and what grace looked like and, and just kind of wrestling through a lot of ideas. And, and, you know, Bart tells a story that, that they're working on this new album and and he wrote this song and and he turned it in and the record label hated it. Um, So they put it on the back burner and, and then through a series of my wife's Facebook posts as I was going through my journey a year ago, uh, Bart kind of revisited the song and, and rewrote it and, and slapped that Stay I Won't tag on it. I was sitting right here on my couch uh, first week of October, just months ago, and he called me and he told me that story. He said, hey, we wrote this song called Say I Won't, and we want to know if you would trust us enough to tell your story in a music video. Wow. And, man, I just, I just started crying. Yeah. Um, and I, I let him know right there that, you know, my wife and I have just been praying for purpose through all of this. And you know, we do feel like we have a story to tell right now, a God story. And, and you know, he's orchestrated it all. So if we can be a part of something like that, that would be great. And, you know, they flew a crew down here to my house. And that, that video is on the website as well. It's about a 12 awesome minutes. video. video. Incredible video. And then they flew my wife and I up to Nashville. And we spent one full day. We did shot the whole music video in one day. And, um, just an incredible time and and they actually did a concert here in florida uh, back in march and i was able to be there for that and i went out on stage during the say i won't song and wow so that's kind of how it how it happened and man just incredible friends i we, we have a group thread on my on our phones right now it's called mercy me and the amputee and uh you know we just talk 
Come on, man. <laughs> I, I can literally show it to you on my phone right now. It's the name of our, our, our group text. Um, but we talk often and, you know, constantly talking about the song and how it's doing and the story and, and the people that are reaching out. And, man, through my website and that email button, I'm literally getting emails from all over the world, literally all over the world with people that just want to either encourage me or love on me or try to support me, whether that be through prayer or finances or anything. And people share their stories to me and, and that allows me into their lives and, and lets me be a part of their village so that I can pray for them and, and link arms with them. And man, if we can, if we can just all rally around, man, I, I would love 10 years from now that, that, that we can see the president online just screaming out the anthem. Say, I won't, man. Let that be our anthem. Let that be our anthem. Say I won't. Say say we won't be one native, one nation under God again. Man. Say we won't link arms, man. Say we won't, man. Fill in the blank. What's yours? Mine man. right now is say I won't run on the soccer field and football field in August. Yeah. Right. Say I won't, and so, man, fight, fight, fight like hell for it, man. Right. Fight with everything you got. And when you can't do it, link arms with somebody else and let them fight for you, right, yeah. man. But just, just say I won't. Two one six. You you are Three, an honorary two, one, member. Right you're you're an honorary member of the the two one six in Cleveland. Cause say I won't. It's, and, and man, I love it. And and I'll tell you one of the video as if the video is not tough enough. Man, I get to the very end and there's a there's a uh, there's several people obviously that hold uh, cards that say say I won't. You know Scott Scott Hamilton for example. Uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger is that Pat, is that Pat Riley in that video by the way? Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Man. Pat Riley. But the last one is the one that gets me. It's Toby Mac. Toby Mac. Yeah. Who, when he says, "See, I won't say, say I won't see my son again." Uh, yeah. It as if I'm not already a mess in that video. But what an incredible video from the guys at Mercy Me. I will tell you real quick. I have one small link to Mercy Me. They did a thing called Slob of the Month back when blogging was cool, and, okay. and they, they did a thing called Slob of the Month. I was the very first Slob of the Month, S-L-O-B, and I don't remember even what it stands for, but I was the very first Slob of the Month. Come on. Okay. No, true story, man. True story. Don't know those guys from it. They wouldn't know me from Adam, but I, I did that. So, all right. So, before we get off, because I know we're running out of time. Yep. You have your prosthetics, right? Do you have you, you? I think I saw somewhere where you have the legs now. You have legs. You do have the legs, but you you definitely have the hands. And in the video, we see you writing "Say I won't walk again." Correct. Will you write "Say I won't" for me on a on something that I can screenshot and make a tattoo with your prosthetics? Hundred percent. Then, dude, it's on. It's on, man. As soon as you get it to me, I am going to absolutely get that tattoo somewhere on my person. And um, and uh, man, it's uh, I. It would be my greatest honor to to wear that for you. Um, and a reminder to pray for you every time I see you, because um, <clears throat> you took the time to do this for me today. I got a chance to meet your your lovely bride who who uh, who supported you. And uh, this has been the most life giving hour I've spent um, on this podcast and maybe any time in my life. And I'm, man, I'm thankful for you. And it would be my honor um, to wear that uh, literally permanently on me. Um, 
Because, man, and I want to pray for you every time I see it, that I believe, say I won't, 216 in August, you're going to be running on the sidelines. Um, and the other thing I want to tell our audience is, man, I saw you swimming, right? Did I, I see did. you swimming on Facebook? This Saturday for the first time, I jumped in my pool. Say well, I won't. Rolled in my pool. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, man, that you're leading your family. Um you know, you're providing uh, with with the circumstances that God's given you. And I, I wrote one note here that I, I really want to talk about really quick. I'm sorry for extending this. No, but, you know, you mentioned the the uh, the quote, the, the verse in Job that says, you know, God give us and he takes away. There's a period there, but there's also another sentence after it. But blessed be the name of the Lord. And I, you, my favorite part of this entire conversation, I think, and what you said, because I, I believe you used that verse multiple times in your conversation, your testimony, you didn't stop at the period where it said, God gives and he takes away. It didn't end there for you. That's not the period. The period is, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And um, man, your life, um, your story, this hour, all the time you're spending with other people, that's the rest of the story. That's the Paul Harvey version of this is blessed be the name of the Lord. And you're living that. And uh, man, I'm, I don't know you besides this hour we've spent together in a few emails, but man, I, um, I feel like I have a, a friend, um, man, I, I can even say, man, I love you, brother. I, I, I am praying for you. Um, I'm thankful that you prayed for us before this even started. I'm so thankful for this hour. And I, I pray that wherever it lands, cause I don't know who listens to this or where it goes, but I pray that wherever it lands, uh, people will, will also pray for you and just continue to support everything you're doing, man. Your story is powerful and you've, you've chosen, chosen to uh, make it for God's glory. And, and, and that's, you said you had some decisions to make. I think you were at a crossroads and you said, you know what, I'm going to take the path of, of glorifying God when a lot of people could have gone another path, man. I, I, I have so many things to say to you, but that's where I'm going to leave it is I, I love you, brother. I'm thankful for you. I'm, I'm so honored to have met your wife today as well. It's just a drop in guest and uh, it's Echo, ECMO, ECMO, ECMO. I got to meet yeah. ECMO. I got to meet your wife. I got to meet you. What what an honor, man. Um, what an honor. And uh, just to to even have the platform to do that is pretty cool. So, um, man, I'm Thank I'm you so word. much, man. And just, man, I just want to encourage one last thing. Just people, your world's not the, quoting a, a Casting Crown song. Your world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. Mm. Whatever it is you're going through. Yeah. That's it. I love and, you, and, brother. Love you. And I'm thank thankful you. for you. I'm thankful for this platform. I'm thank you for what you do. I'm thankful for possibly the the $2 you might send me here in a couple of weeks or whatever that may be. It may not be worth the post that you sent on, man. Bro, I'm going okay. straight to the dollar store and give me a Powerade, all right? <laughs> Best Powerade you've ever had. Um, really quick, too, before we get up, and I know we keep extending this. Yeah. What, what are the links, man? Gary, GaryMiracle.com. Is that the best place? That's it. Is that it? That's it. GaryMiracle.com. The, there's the, the music videos on there. There's a behind-the-scenes making of the music video on there. There's 12 minute interview on there. I was on Good Morning America a couple of weeks ago, Fox and Friends a couple of weeks ago. I got to speak at a uh, the International Institute of Orthotics and Prosthetics graduation ceremony last weekend. That's on there. There's a donate button, an email button. 
There's a Facebook button, an Instagram button. There's another podcast that I was on there that's listed on there. As soon as I get this link, this is going to go on there and then we're going to get it out there, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get unscripted out there. We'll help each other link arms and let's just give God the glory. hundred percent. And it's all for God, honestly. And uh, that's an honor for me, man, to be, to be there. But, but most people, please go to the site, please. Uh, if you felt something in this, buy something from my store because that two dollars is going to go to gary i'm on a thirsty <laughs> and, and he's thirsty he wants to go to dollar store and uh no uh you know just whatever god leads you to but at the end of the day i hope you're changed uh that would i think be the biggest thing that we can both do for you is is i hope you walk away from this episode uh change and uh yeah, man I, I listen if, if, if one if one and i promise you god's plans are immeasurably better than ours if one person can get to heaven because of this, I would do it again. Please run to Christ. Give him all you got. If you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. Go for it, guys. Love you owe me a tattoo, man. I got you. All right. We'll uh, we'll contact offline, but I can't wait. And I'm going to show it. I'm going to share it everywhere. So I appreciate you, man. I love you. I'm praying for your family. Thank you so much, Gary. This has been the latest episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad from his studio at the junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll be back with another great guest soon. We'll see you next time.